Geek Tank Radio on 98.1 The Max. Welcome, everyone. We are the Geek Patrol, and our microphones don't have a stun setting. Today's episode of Geek Tank Radio is brought to you by Brandon Olmsted's Lightsaber Appendix Removal Services. I mean, the good news is these days, uh, lightsabers are no longer fatal. Unless you're unimportant to the plot, and then <laughs> well, I mean, impalements will be fatal. Well, sometimes it's important to the plot that you are killed. Right. Qui-Gon Jinn. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's it's a great service, man. It, it, it cauterizes as I remove the appendix. Yeah. Uh, Brandon can get five or six of these done in an hour. I mean, this is not... It's, it's easy. In and out, and uh, it's gone, man. I'm also working on doing LASIK surgery with it, but that doesn't work as well. No, and uh, the, the cooking <laughs> options are uh, endless. But uh, anyway, welcome to uh, Geek Tank Radio, everybody. I'm Joe Thordeson here with my friends Brandon Olmstead and Alan Gilbreth and our buddy Max over there behind the glass. And, uh, huh, of course, we're going to uh, talk later. Out, or speaking of lightsabers and non-fatal lightsaber impalements, we're going to talk about Ahsoka episodes one and two. Right. Uh, okay, no no. no no, no, we're, we're gonna, not going to tip our hand. We're going to spoil I don't think. the bejesus out of it. Though. Oh, we'll spoil it, but I'm not going to give away my thoughts here. I don't know. Um, I, it's in my mind. I can predict what everybody's going to say about it. So, but um, we'll discuss that later because it, it. I do like that they dropped two episodes, and I do like that they're pretty long episodes. Right. I mean, it wasn't was, like a little twenty minute thing here, which which seems to be the Disney downfall when it comes to series. Right, getting the right line. So, yeah, I mean, I think all in all it's going to yeah. be a positive discussion. But, uh, hey, uh, I don't know if this will be a positive discussion. Maybe it is. Uh, now, Brandon, was this the Supreme Court? A court decided no, it, it was, it was something a fe- about AI it, it that's was a, very noteworthy. It was a federal judge who okay. has decided that uh, AI art and works, including AI art, are not copyrightable. I feel like we, we need to unpack that. We so will. what does that mean exactly? Well, I mean, so, it basically I mean, means that uh, if you decide, hey, I'm going to do an entire TV series and then I'm going to create my titles in AI, I'm going to use AI art to do the titles, that basically belongs to everybody now because you can't copyright it. Now, that's interesting. So you could do... Well, I guess I'm wondering, what is that? Here, here. What, right, so, what so qualifies I'm going to fire up let that me, bus. Let me, let me, well, that's what I was wondering. Me, I feel like this, let me this still needs explanation. Okay. okay. First of all, I want to say it's great to be back in the studio. It's yeah, been a little you were while. It is great to have you, brother. So uh, I'm happy to be back home. Yep. <laughs> but uh, when it comes to the AI stuff, you know, we, one of the things that the studios have been fighting with the writers and the actors is they want to be able to use AI to touch up scripts. They want to use AI to touch up you know, the CG in the thing. They want to use AI to basically scan your likeness and use it forever. Right. But now, using AI-created art, which your likeness being created by AI is art, Mm -hmm. that's not copyrightable. That's interesting. Because, I mean, I don't know. I guess I don't... Alan, I'm sure this means something legally with that. And I I wonder if this is retroactive. and, and ready to go. Well, that's what. Well, we're talking about it now. All so, right. I mean, well, all right. Let's start with the fact that first off, AI is a derivative, right? Like you said, it doesn't create. It anything. does not think. It does not create. It goes and extrapolates, and then uses mathematical algorithms to create something. Now, the fact that it's got the entire internet to draw from, and the fact that it has got you know of all of human history to play with is is wonderful 
But the simple fact is none of it is actually created. It is interpreted. So as a writer, as an actor, as a voice person of, you know, you could be recorded and in a, by the end of a Geek Tank Radio, Joe, they could have enough information stored on your voice that you could read books for the AI universe for the next 200 years. That's how it works with Alexa, right? I mean, that's basic. They have her, the actual actress make a bunch of readings, and then they... Well, that's yeah, how it used to they work. They piece it together. I have a minor counterpoint. It makes me think of that episode of Star Trek with the holographic doctor. He's a hologram, technically AI, and there was that whole episode where he made his own opera. So how would you respond to that? Okay, hmm. because A, he is not... Uh, he is a hologram construct, which were designed to uh, begin by by definition in the holodeck. You could create things and turn off safeties so that things on the holodeck could extrapolate and interpretate their uh, their own existence, which is way beyond what we consider AI at this point. Uh, AI at this point would be Joe. We recorded you. We've now got an algorithm that sounds just like you and now we could put you in citizen kane so instead of orson wells we could have joe thordenson going rosebud 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 I, uh, I, i'm just gonna go ahead and let you know i'm not watching that <laughs> okay hey brandon now this gives me a qu now this makes me wonder something right. so okay if it's not copyrightable and you said suddenly this is this is public domain we could use it yeah. Wouldn't that de-incentivize the use of AI with studios? And yes. Stuff? And that's, that's the point, right? That's, that's part of the point. I mean, okay. and let's just say that right now the studios are in panic mode. Good. You know, they, well, with, I'm kind of glad. We need to shake up. Well, and especially well, let's, with, let's well, look when at I, the head I'm of not, I'm not kidding when I say yeah. panic mode. They have hired, the AMPTP has hired the Levinson Group. For crisis management. I've right. Now, these are, these are the guys you get when your PR firm can't make even your worst stuff look good. Right. You know, when, when you are so bad that the world is turning against you and your PR guys are, like, going, I don't know what to do, man. Right. That's when you call in the Levinson Group. And right now, the Levinson Group is going, yeah, you got screwed up. Well, so, and, and, and one and of the biggest things is they wanted AI, and now judges are saying, you can use it. You can it, have AI, it but, you uh, That just means that... Uh, you can't really profit as much off of it as you think you can. And maybe your competitors can even profit off of the stuff oh, yeah. you put out there. Well, so let's, let's, let's also not let's, forget who's in charge of yeah. SAG right now. Yeah. And it is one of the most recognizable and repeatable voices in history. It's Fran Drescher. Fran Drescher. And she really does know what she's talking about when she is a unique voice and talent in the entertainment industry. It's interesting. I mean, and I'm guessing there's ramp. You know, we don't always See, hear about laws, you know, that we right. think are actually good being passed. This seems like a good step in it, the right direction. It is. I, hope, and I mean, we've seen artists. we've seen what has happened when you can't copyright stuff, and I'll talk about that when we get back. Okay. So we're going to continue the discussion here on Geek Tank Radio. You're listening to Geek Tank Radio on 981 The Max. We'll see who's laughing once the Velociraptor eggs hatch. The Geek Patrol is back. 
Absolutely. I mean, I've got five of them lined up for security uh, for my house. I don't know. I, I'm sorry. We're having an omelet party later. Yeah. Alan only thinks <laughs> of his belly. Anyway, welcome back to uh, Geek Tank Radio, everybody. I'm Joe Thorderson here with my friends Brandon Olmstead and Alan Gilbreth and our buddy Max over there behind the glass. And uh, before the break, we were talking about this would be, uh, Alan, Brandon, you sent, sent us all an article. Right. Uh, this would be easy to scroll past if you're just on Google. It says AI art is not copyrightable. However, as you're showing us, there's many ramifications that right. come from this ruling. And actually, it's probably a good thing in the big picture, right? It, I mean. I think in the long run, it may help soften the uh, studio's views on using AI and coming around to what the writers and the actors are requesting. Uh, I'm hoping. Of course, we've also got a bunch of stubborn old men in charge of uh, the studios who don't want to give up you know, a percentage of their billions. It's, I don't know, yeah. man. But you talked about PR before the break. Well, right. a lot of what generates money for them is public relations right I mean, you have to feel good about your disney plus subscription to, it's true and, and, and i always i don't always feel good about it right but, and yeah. as we're seeing right now there's a lot of movies that are losing their release dates because they need the actors to promote and you know it's like we know dune has been moved from uh you know december into march of next year uh there's a ton of other movies that you know they're basically going well we can't do it put it out uh, we don't have anybody to promote, and without them doing the rounds, nobody's going to go listen to what the director and the producer are going to say about the movie. That's a good point. So, yeah. But copyrightable, the, yeah. the word, the, the, to me, I, I you, you could almost replace the word marketable. You're not mm -hmm. making money off it, basically, exactly. is what it is. So, yeah. And for the ongoing negotiations, I don't know if any of you guys have listened to what is now being referred to as the speech. Um Miss uh, Miss Dreischer made a huge point out as to the number of SAG members that actually make a living as actors and actors, which mm -hmm. uh, actors and actresses, which is a fairly small number, right? And she pointed out that you know how long could the strike go on, and she pointed out that almost all of her members were used to working second jobs. Yeah, oh, so yeah. they were dug oh, in yeah. and and very happy about this type of ruling because. Honestly, I mean, I hate to say it, but an actor passes away. Yeah. And, or you create, I'll pick on the Sci-Fi Channel, you create a specific type of character, a costumed character. Right. Or possibly even a CGI character. And who's to say they're not going to take your voice your character, your makeup, your you know the the character you brought into being, and not do a derivative of it, and just honestly make an entire new movie without you. This I don't know if this relates. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say uh, Rogue One, Peter Cushing. Oh yeah, he I didn't mind that. I thought they did a good job, right? But, but you know, but here's the thing: is like they had to go to his estate. Right. To his family the, exactly. and get permission, and then they had to pay them. That's what, true. What they, they didn't just do it. Right. right. What right. they want to do now, though, is that when you come in as just a dailies, you get in there, they scan you, and then they just throw you on a mocap guy later on, and you're walking around, 
every Marvel film between now and the end of time, and you know they're just going to keep cranking those things out with their cookie-cutter formulas. It sounds a lot like what they did in the early days of the comic book industry, and they even still do, which which really was unfair to people like Jack Kirby and stuff, this whole work-for-hire thing. Right. You create something, we pay you, you know, your yeah. 500 bucks, and then we're using your that for the the rest of time. So. But what they're trying to find out a way now is, you know, to go back to the golden age of Hollywood where you signed on with a studio, you got paid so much, you know, a year, and then you belong to them for whatever they wanted to put you in. Uh, you will, I will say that back in those days, your actors and actresses were not just actors. They were showmen. You know, right. they, they knew how to do everything. Now you have that, you know, little typecast situation where it's like, you know, Fran Drescher, she's always going to be known for her her voice. Right. You know, even so, though she can do a normal voice. She I mean, can. She, she can, but she's always going to be you know, right. expected to take that, you know, that over-exaggerated, nasally voice that she used on the nanny mm -hmm. because that's what she's known for. Mm -hmm. The moment that somebody goes, all right, well, we can use AI to produce that, and, you know, it's like, hey, well, why are we doing Then she's obsolete. Right. What about our buddy Tom Kenny? Well, Tom's obsolete already. Oh, well, that's wow. not nice. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I just, Tom, he, we love you. Come see us again, really. He's one of the sweetest guys in the world, but yeah. It's he like, has the most recognizable voice on the planet. He Well, he does so many yeah. voices. But that, one of them is you know, yeah, single-handedly down, like, down for it, SpongeBob SquarePants yeah. is the most known voice on the planet. I, I did want to say something because I like to be optimistic whenever we can. Uh, this ruling does give me a sense of hope. This is this is sort of related, but um, if you remember back when um, instant, so back, the, you know, we're, we're talking about new technology ruining something. Back when instant replay became more prominent in sports, like where right. they would actually use a, an instant replay to decide whether a call was correct or not. When that entered into baseball, people hated it because they would stop the game every half inning and, and replay it, and it took forever right. and it delayed the game. Then they instituted a rule where you could only do one instant replay, and if you lost the challenge, then you can't use it again. They, right. In other words, they modified it. They took a new technology. They still incorporated it in a reasonable way to the game, and it actually makes the game better. Yeah. So I'm hoping it's going to be the same thing with this. If they're reining well, in this AI stuff, it doesn't mean you can't use it. Just use it, well, yeah, it responsibly. I mean, I mean that's, so. that's the thing is, you know, it's like if AI is used to upscale something, right? you know, it's not a bad thing, you know, because everybody's on board with being upscaled. Mm -hmm. When AI is being used to create, that's when you cut out the people who actually are creators. I mean, let's face it. We use AI every day. We have spell check on our phones and stuff. I don't mind that part of it. It's yeah, quick and man, and have like... we made AI dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, you better believe it's this It's never is... duck. No, this is a story. <laughs> and don't use voice to text without double checking what you send out there. Oh, that's true, boy. especially if you're southern like me. Yeah. Oh, I've seen some uh, mm. yeah, some bizarre ones oh. get sent out. Okay, well, uh, we're going to definitely continue to follow this situation uh, with great interest. But uh, you guys, uh, we're going to shift gears because when we come back, Ahsoka uh, is has been launched. And we're going to talk about episodes one and two. You're listening to Geek Tank Radio on 98.1 The Max. Baby Yoda hates these guys. The Geek Patrol is back. Yeah, I mean, Max just loves reminding us of that. Didn't you just tell us that last week, Max? I don't know. <laughs> well, we're talking about Star Wars. Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, okay, never mind. And welcome back to uh, Geek Tank Radio, everybody. Are you I'm sure Joe it's Gordon. not? Are you sure you guys aren't just replacing 
Grogu or any of the others named with just my name. It's like a passive-aggressive dig at you all. It might be. Uh, now I forgot where I was at. Uh, welcome Very back good. to uh, Geek Tank Radio, everybody. I'm Joe Thorderson here with my friends Brandon Olmstead and Alan Gilbreth and our buddy Max over there <laughs> behind the glass. You who know, just loves throwing me off you, track. You know, uh, it's a really weird thing when the producer derails the show. Yeah. Oh, he he lives for that. Well, yeah. it's like Grogu. He likes doing that whole you know Baby Yoda magic hand thing on the controls. Right. Okay, so spoil, fo- uh, we we are spoiler going spoiler mm. heavy in this discussion. So if you have not seen Ahsoka episodes one and two, you know it's not our fault if you get it spoiled here. So uh, we're giving you plenty of heads up. And uh, I really like for like we said, I like that they launched two episodes. It's almost like a movie. I mean, it's really about the length of a of an average movie. Yeah, you know, uh, I think the first episode was like fifty seven minutes. That's pretty cool. And, and then the other 40 one was something. in the forties. Yeah. And uh, so, let well, let's talk about our thoughts about this. So. I didn't watch it. Okay. I absorbed <laughs> it. <laughs> no, uh, I, I totally watched it. I, there, this was not going to, you know, get weighted on. I know it's only eight episodes, but I, I was diving right in. Well, and I've said before, Ahsoka is my favorite Star Wars character because, uh, and, and she started off as one of my least favorites, and then by the end of Clone Wars, oh. she's just awesome. But that's one of Dave Filoni's techniques. He makes you hate people for, just like Ezra, I couldn't stand that guy. I still then can't stand end, Ezra. He's got an annoying haircut. I mean, that's the only thing I will I mean, say. I mean, but. the worst thing about Ezra is, you know, it's like, you know, he, he threw an Inquisitor saber at Ahsoka. Um, well, I don't know, but he, okay, anyway, but, but, uh, they, they, those cart, those, uh, animated, as we said, have some of the best emotion and really some of the best, uh, sequences in Star Wars. And am I wrong, Brandon? This seems like it's basically a live action Rebels sequel, right? It, I mean, it is, ex- that's exactly what this is. So, um, you know, which isn't a bad thing. Rebels no, is not great, even remotely bad. And they left uh, questions out there. So, and, you know, and what's great is the fact that, you know, we know that the, End of Rebels and the epilogue of Rebels. There's a there's a good chunk of a good chunk of time between those points, and we got to see those points. Yep. Because they recreate that final scene in Rebels where Sabine is standing at the mural, and Ahsoka shows up to pick her up. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was just like seeing that scene alone. And I know it's like you know towards the end of Episode Two, and I'm just like sitting there going. Giddy, 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 giddy. I, I was, I was like a little kid, and I was, I, I will admit, I was. If I hadn't had any self control, I would have been bouncing in my chair. So the only thing I will say that I'm more just curious about, because you know Disney Plus, their goal is to always get new viewers and new subscribers. Right. Well, they're really taking a lot for granted here, because if you didn't watch Rebels and even Clone, well, I mean, and Clone Wars, I feel like. They didn't really explain a lot. I wonder if you would even have any clue who Ahsoka is or what she's up to. Well, or, well first of all, or everybody. Or Sabine or any of those guys. Here's, here's I mean, the thing. First of all. They didn't set it up really. Everybody who is anybody who is remotely gives a damn about Star Wars knows who Ahsoka is because they watched The Mandalorian. Okay. We have seen her there. We have seen her in Book of Boba Fett. And people, you know, as soon as they go, all right, well, it says they you know they have to go on uh you know disney plus to watch them and they're like how do i where do i know this? and then they watch the clone wars and they watched rebels and disney's talked about how those jumped in viewership after she showed up in the mandalorian yeah now what they're doing on top of that right now is if you go to the main page for ahsoka in on your disney plus you know uh uh on the app and everything 
right there, it also gives you a link to go to look at merchandise. See, go figure. Because so, yeah. it's the mouse, and they're going to sell you on everything. Right. Well, I will I will give the mouse one one tiny little prop in this. And Joe, it's an answer to your your comment about who is she? Yeah. At this point, if you don't know, please do not do another origin story. Um thank you. Well, I, that's I true. They did not. I will say I will say that going into Ahsoka, they have had the good sense to assume you were an educated consumer of this product, or you wouldn't be excited about it. Now, what I hope we'll see, though, Brent, uh, Alan, in 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 a in a moderated way, I still think because Hayden Christensen is back. Everybody loves Hayden Christensen now. Everybody's you know we're done welcoming him, him back. We're back loving. Nobody's him. hating, and so I could see some flashback sequences where you see a younger Ahsoka with him. Well, why not? I mean, and already that, confirmed. Okay, good. I'd well, like. I'd actually yeah. like to see that. Yeah, it, well, I mean, as that part dynamic of organized is cool. storytelling in yeah. a movie or series, that is perfectly fine. Yeah, but you know, but the thing you're going to get with those Hayden flashbacks, it's like with the flashback in the Obi Wan series with Hayden and uh, you know uh, Ewan McGregor. These are things that happened that we haven't seen before. That's what we want. Yeah, we don't want something yeah. rehashing, you know, something we already Bingo. saw. Bingo. Right. We don't need a live action. Well, that's a good point, yeah. Alan, because you don't want, but, we don't need Batman's origin But have story. you noticed, oh my gosh. This, is, this is very much on point and on brand for Star Wars, is that they don't give you someone's origin every time they show up. They give you a flashback to something we've never seen before, you know, uh, with that Bo is with, relevant. With Book of Boba Fett, we, right. found, we, we always knew he escaped the Sarlacc pit. They we showed us what happened to him afterwards. Right. right. You know? Needed a bath. I think, hey. what <laughs> nice about, I think what's nice about certain back, um, uh, when they're showing like little back stories and everything, is when they don't use a lot of words. Because the Book of Boba Fett, they actually did that very well. Where Not a lot of yeah. dialogue was occurred during the back, during the back, little bit. During the back I, story. That, that's right. Yeah. I, I can, I can English. This. I, I love a I love it's a, a Sunday morning yeah. Max we we're, we're all hoping for English <laughs> I love the character of Ahsoka and I will say I I I do like this show a lot I think it's good my only small minor criticism yeah. is that I want to see a little bit more emotion out of uh, Rosario Dawson she's a little one dimensional well, here I want to she's a great actress I want to see she, and and Ahsoka is a very emotional character she can show the whole range so right and I'd like to see some of that what what you're seeing more is like the final season of Clone Wars where her and her crew were out there doing that and she was very stoic and very right cold and that's because she knows where her emotions will get her kind of right. like with Aaron Yeager in Attack on Titan he became very cold and stoic yeah, but still, part of what makes Ahsoka who she is is the she still has emo that final episode of Clone Wars is a perfect example. Yep. So, all right, well, we're going to continue the conversation about Ahsoka when we come back here on Geek Tank Radio. You're listening to Geek Tank Radio on 98.1 The Max. Fun fact, the Submariner's house doesn't have bathrooms. The Geek Patrol is back. I mean, you've heard of free-range uh, chickens and things, you know, so, mm. I mean, that's a... Uh, I, anyway, I, I, I don't even want to hear the word floater. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that that was a fun fact, man. How do they do toilet paper down there? Because this weekend was um, International Toilet Paper Day. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, a lot uh, of questions. That, that sounds like a tool talk subject. We'll uh, walk away from that. It one. was a tool talk subject. More Aren't questions than a... Uh, yeah, then, anyway, let's move it along. Right. Speaking of moving can, it along. Can I, can, I, can I be the pedantic comic guy for a minute? 
Yeah. There's no water in Namor's palace. It's all outside. Okay. So to be in the palace, you would need plumbing. Okay. Well, that shows uh, shows how backwards they really are. Just, <laughs> anyway. Just Welcome back. What a what a we're what a mess. Uh, yeah. uh, welcome back to uh, Geek Tank Radio, everybody. I'm Joe Thorson. Are you? My are you sure? Friends, Brandon Olmstead and Alan Gilbreth, and the very uh, you know Max really threw us for a curve over there. But we're a minute in, yeah, uh, with that weird rejoiner. Um, hey guys, so before the break, we we're talking about Ahsoka episodes one and two. I will give you know give them credit uh, that they weren't trying to be. I felt like this show had a unique texture. It didn't feel to me like the Mandalorian, and they weren't trying to be like uh, Andor with. Uh, you know, maybe the more serious. I don't know. There was a. It felt like its own show, and I. I think they're doing a great job. Like I said, my only oh, critique yeah. is I want to see maybe a little more emotion out of uh, Rosario Dawson's character. You know about her portrayal of Ahsoka, but really beyond that, I mean, and we I get think the, it's been good. There's been a good blending of action, not talking too much either, which is. And good. we get the perfect merchandising opportunity with Sabine Wren's new loft cat. Lo oh yeah, you know you're gonna see plushies of that, right? Oh, there's tukas everywhere. Hey, uh, Brandon, you were telling us something off air, though. I am curious because I've always thought Ahsoka's fighting style, and I like her lightsabers. They're right. unique. And you said we're, those are obviously coming on the market, right? Oh, new, oh, new oh, ver oh. Well, I mean, she's, versions of her, those. her lightsabers have been on the market before. Uh, both her Padawan sabers, mm -hmm. which are the rounded ones, and her uh, non-Jedi sabers. You know, because right. I, I, one thing that they don't really mention in the in the show is She's not a Jedi. Yeah. You know, that's just that's just facts, guys. I'm sorry. She uh she walked away from the order a long time ago, which is why her sabers are white. Um but white no, indicates no. something I can't remember what it is cuz all the colors indicate right, something. Right. Do you remember what it is? Um, we have not to google off, it. Not off hand. I'd have to google it. And I I'm just not going to waste y'all's time with that. Right can now. I say can I salute <laughs> something they did in this show too, Brandon? There were 3 I watched there were 3 ep, there were 3 instances where they could have done a, a a very tiresome trope you could say where basically Sabine really dropped the ball. She basically got that thing stolen by her own arrogance and her own right. whatever. And and the typical thing would have been to have a three-minute lecture sequence where Ahsoka's, you know, berating her and tearing her, you know, whatever. But they didn't do that. They no, just, no. There was a lot of restraint. I know, Max, you always like when writers are restrained. And I thought, I don't know, I like it. I like what's shaping up here in this season. So, Oh, gee, her, her lightsabers are white because that is indicative of her having cleansed herself yeah. and the kyber crystals of Is that what that means? They're, okay. Yeah. And uh but I, I, here's I, the thing. I had one fa Jedi fact, right. and I, yeah. I could use it. But so I'm, I'm going to say the the story is interesting. I like the fact that they're going after Thrawn. They might be getting Ezra back in the meantime. Uh, I have a whole another theory on that mm. one. Yeah. But I am going to just go out on there. And my favorite character, first of all, you know I'm a Sabine Wren fan, and I I hate having to say she's not my favorite character in the show. Yeah. That's Balin Skull. Okay. The the leader of the. Um, Dark Jedi. I was about he, he to is ask. He's not a Sith. He is and, a dark and that Jedi. actor passed away after. Ray Stevenson. They said, yeah, Ray he, Ste he passed away uh, shortly after production was over. And, well, they uh, they brought them in early, and I like those two. His apprentice, and what's his apprentice's name? Because uh, she's Shin Hati. She's another one. They didn't. Man, they did not fall into the whole Marvel these days with their with their TV shows. Man, 
They got it. Too much talking, and these—it's yeah. the opposite. They're just—they're—they're well, they're letting their actions speak for I don't, them. I don't really want to like get on a both. tangent, but I mean that just seems indicative of popular uh, pop culture shows in general, whether it's a superhero show or uh, you know your your ne- newest sci-fi thing. They want to over-explain everything. I one of the things I loved about Star Trek and Star Wars was learning as I went. Right. Let and, us figure and, it and out. And too often with your superhero shows or your teen dramas or anything, they have to explain everything to you right off the bat, and it gets annoying as all right. get out. It's almost sort of like an insecurity. It's like you're in, afraid your audience won't get it, so it's right. like you can't be you can't you're afraid of being too highbrow or too esoteric. Exactly. Right. And in and in doing so, you get people so used to being hand-fed everything that if you give them something uh traditional like a cliffhanger they freak out right yeah can we talk about when that happened with the walking dead and you didn't know what happened at the end of the season and everybody like bashed AM- they bashed amc for not giving them the whole story it's like mm-hmm. uh, that's what a cliffhanger like, is like 10 years before that if you didn't get a cliffhanger you were pretty sure your show wasn't coming back Right. And oh. and sometimes oh, you got a cliffhanger and your show still didn't come back. Uh, <laughs> Batman 66. Yeah. Hey, I'm curious. Are do, do we know if there's going to be more than one season of this show? Right now we uh we just know that there's the one. Uh, That's okay. Yeah, I don't I'm, mind I'm that. I'm good with it if they give it and you know they can evolve this into something else to further the story if need be. You know, we get Ezra back, we could we could find out something you know, with him and Sabine and I want to know where Harris kid is. Right, and and you know we're going to get space whales and stuff. That's yeah. going to be cool because, I mean, it, it, they are setting up some yeah. pretty cool things. Thrawn, too. I mean, well, just like the heir to the empire. Yo, the we, what? The heir to the empire. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a lot. They're, they're, they're lining up a lot of cool things. They so. really are. Um, no, I'm, I'm definitely interested, and I was relieved because, Brandon, I'm sorry, you know, the uh, uh, season three of The Mandalorian, I can say for myself, it, I got jaded after that. I'm like, well, okay, I mean, any show is had, vulnerable, well, even I mean, one as good as that. My thing like this, The Mandalorian, you know, is is truncated as it was because of uh, The Last of Us. I'm going to go ahead and blame that on The Last of Us. Uh, we did get Space Whales, and we got Zeb. Yeah. No, but that was about it. It's cool, and I guess, like we say, by Christmas, some cool toys are coming out of this. Oh, so. God, yeah. The lightsabers. No, I mean, everything. they're not even they're not even waiting for Christmas. They're saying, you know, like first of November. Just give me a Thrawn minifigure, please. I think they already have it, but please give me a Thrawn minifigure. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Okay. All I gotta say is I cannot wait for Memphis Comic and Fantasy when I see the Ahsoka Barbie crossover cosplay. It's coming. Drop the mic right there. Uh, November uh, 10 through 12. Go. Get Alan Total. Alan totally destroyed my stinger. Get your tickets at MemphisCFC.com. Geek Tank's over. We're out of time. Until next week, we are the Geek Patrol, and I am Joe Thorderson. I'm Alan Gilbreth. I'm Maximilian. And I'm Brandon Olmstead. Having to change my stinger. Tune in next week to see if I make it to the studio.